Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Michael, Yet another have an announcement. What, oh, oh, you have an announcement. This, this, this episode of Whiskey and Wrestling... It's going to be a dream announcement. A dream announcement. A dream announcement. Okay, a dream announcement. Yeah. All right. What's it? What, when When will we have this? By the end of the show. By the end of the show. Okay, so we're not going to announce when it's actually going to happen. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, but it's a dream come true for the millions and millions of our fans around the world. Yes. Okay. I like it. Uh this is the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast, where, uh, according to Matt Hardy, uh, we're entitled as fans in that we feel that we can comment on Tony Khan's booking. Yeah. Uh, and yes, I am a fan of professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. And as a fan, I am entitled to comment on Tony Khan's exactly. booking. Yes, Tony Khan is doing the booking. Tony Khan is a billionaire. He has the ability to book a show. I can't afford to buy myself a Kit Kat bar. Right. Therefore, I can't really book a show. And I haven't really enjoyed WWE video games as of late. So I'm not going to waste what money I do have on one of them so I can play Raw General Manager. Right. Anyways... Uh, we've got two whiskeys that we're drinking this week, and we've talked about this a couple of times. Mm -hmm. We've done uh, we we've done the Bird Dog chocolate flavored whiskey. Yes, we did that one fairly recently, actually. Yeah, and if you go back into the archives, you'll find where we did Screwball, mm -hmm. which is a peanut butter flavored whiskey. We have mixed them together, as we've mentioned when we when we did the Screwball, we talked about a chocolate liqueur. Mm -hmm. And when we did the chocolate flavor, the, the bird dog chocolate flavored whiskey, we talked about maybe a screwball, maybe something like that. Yep. Well, it happened. We, folks. we, we, we done did it. It happened, folks. And I mean, it kind of smells like a Reese's cup in this yeah, glass. A little bit. So, so shall we give it a try? It's time to see if we're geniuses or are doomed to the bin of history. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. It's yep. not bad. It's a Reese's cup. It's a Reese's cup. It is a spicy Reese's cup. Mm -hmm. I like it had. It had chocolate. You got the distinct chocolate. You got the distinct peanut butter. Yeah. That sweetness from both of them. Um, <clears throat> then coupled with whiskey burn. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I. You know, as I was was mixing this up, mixing this up as right. I poured pouring two things into one glass, <laughs> yes. mixing. Uh, you know, I commented. I think you know, I was like, this this could be okay, or this could be really bad. I really think that this would shine if you mixed mixed it in with like a the the peanut butter uh, or the the. We'll start with the bird dog chocolate. If you mix it in with like a peanut butter smoothie, yeah. It would really shine in something like that. And the same thing with the screwball. Mix it in with some chocolate uh, ice cream of some sort. Maybe a chocolate milkshake where you mix in a, a you know a couple ounces of the screwball. So I think what could brighten this up, right? Because mm -hmm. we just did ounce pours of each, yeah. right? <clears throat> so it makes it a two ounce, basically a shot at that point. Mm -hmm. We were just going for the flavor. We were just we're going for the flavor. I think if you're going to make this like as a, hey, we're going to have a group of people over and we're going to make these. I think if you could make like a vanilla carbonated water. Okay. And mix it with that to almost turn it into a soda. Mm-hmm. I think it would work pretty good. And that vanilla would give you that smoothie, that ice cream. Yeah. Feeling that dessert feeling. Yeah, this, I were. mean, this is definitely a dessert shot. Yeah. And then going from where. Some Baileys or something might would work. So Baileys. Like a splash would, of Baileys. Mm hmm. 
as you said beforehand, maybe some some whipped cream on top. To, yeah, something like that. You know, something like that would would really take this to the next level. It's a nice little shot. It's not something. I think it would also work better chilled. Yes. Yes, Instead it would. Of room temperature. It would. Uh, of course, I didn't yeah. chill it. We don't have a way to chill it, really. I, so. I, I, it was stuck in my liquor cabinet, which is a uh, reclaimed right. television cabinet. Right. So, <laughs> reclaimed entertainment center. Uh, should we jump into what happened during wrestling this week? Sure. So, we'll start off with Monday Night Raw. And we end up with Austin Theory uh, defeating Montez Ford. But before we got to that, we have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, because they've they've hugged it out, and, and they're best buds and brothers again. Mm-hmm. They've challenged the Usos for a tag team match, tag team title match at WrestleMania. And Jimmy didn't want to accept He's like, you don't deserve it, but Jay, and this I love this little subtle bit of storytelling here because they could play this off in a couple different ways. Jay's like, you know, this this could be the time that we put them down for good. So yes, we will accept. Could be that Jay is just trying to get rid of the titles. Could be, and then he then can he walk away. Have an obligation anymore? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, then we have Austin Theory defeating Montez Ford. Uh, almost defeating Mustafa Ali, which, sure, whatever. Because someone somewhere cares about that match. Uh, we have we have Logan Paul doing a segment uh, where they're they're trying to make tie it into his uh, his podcast with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins ends up getting knocked out again, which I really hope means that Logan Paul's losing at WrestleMania because I just don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. Just don't, just don't like him. Yeah, he's he's trash human. Dominic Mysterio defeats Johnny Gargano. Rhea Ripley defeats Bailey. Ricochet defeats Chad Gable. We have Chelsea Green and Piper Niven defeating. Is that? How, I thought it went the other way. Who's that? Versus Liv and Raquel? No, they uh, Bianca and Asuka. Oh. I I didn't watch Raw. I was out of town this whole week. Yeah. Not not to mention the fact that I'm still not watching WWE on television. No, no yeah. Uh, Bianca Bianca and Asuka defeated uh, Chelsea Green and and Piper Niven with Bianca, and I wondered why I'm on Forbes's website. To, to look up the results, and Forbes just had it had it wrong. But Bianca just picks up Piper Niven and hits her with with her finisher, the KOD. Wow, with like no effort at all. Wow, uh, like, like she is crazy strong. What even are they doing with this booking? Because Oscar <laughs> is a heel, but not really. And it's supposed to fight Bianca at Mania for the title, but maybe I think I think Oscar's one of those. Her character is such that she can never be a full heel. So she's gonna fall into that tweener character. Okay. Not not saying that she can't play a full heel, but everybody's always gonna cheer for Asuka. Mm-hmm. And so I think what they're trying to do is instead of fight that, as WWE is want to do, they're just rolling with it. They're going to book her as a heel, but she's also just kind of this tweener face character. Eh, gives more uh, story to build, I yeah. guess. I mean, and after the match, they faced off. You know, Bianca and and Asuka faced off. So it is, it, it is just a thing. But yeah. That was Monday Night Raw. Um, going to Dynamite, we had Orange Cassidy, Sting, and Darby Allen beating The Butcher, The Blade, and Kip Sabian. The Gun Club beat Top Flight, which I think this is where FTR challenged them and told them that uh, if FTR loses at 
Uh, what are they doing here? Is it next week on Ram? Is it next week on Dynamite or? Yeah, it's next week on Dynamite. Yeah. If FDR loses, that they're quitting. Which, if you step back, FTR's contracts were up on are going to be up on April first. So that would be if they were not re-signing with AEW, mm-hmm. then that match on Wednesday would be them them putting over the guns. <clears throat> if they win, then of course they've re-signed, and and there you go. Um, we had Hook versus Stokely Hathaway, <laughs> which I watched some of the uh, the stuff on this on on YouTube. Oh, this was great. Stokely saying that he wasn't medically cleared and he had a doctor's note that was like a CVS receipt. It was a, a Wingstop receipt. Wingstop receipt. And it said, I'm sick. Or he's sick. It said, yeah. he's sick. Um, Then he retired uh, from prof- his professional wrestling career. He retired. Uh, never going to wrestle again. I'm retired. <laughs> and then Hook beat the, just beat the trash out of him. Well, the refs forced him to, they, they, they started the match. They forced him to fight, yeah. They they rejected his doctor's note. Yep. Started the match and Hook just bodied him. Oh yeah. Uh John Moxley beat Stu Grayson, who is all elite again. Uh officially. He's been re-signed. Yay. Uh Tony Storm beat Sky Blue, which sure. I think that's Sky Blue's like seven hundredth loss. So, you know, whatever. And then the Tony Khan's dream match. Uh the the match of the century. The if you even consider yourself a wrestling fan, you you were slavering to get this match. Uh, Kenny Omega defeated El Hijo de Vi- del Vikingo. Vikingo is how they Vikingo. pronounce it. Uh, <laughs> actually, yeah. uh, right. it's pronounced Viking. No, uh, I get where Tony was coming from, saying it was a dream match. I so, just I, I I agree with everything that we have said in our group chats. So, I think we even talked about it on here. The thing that I feel about this, right? I have I went back and watched a couple of his matches. Dude's awesome. Yeah. Watch this match. Dude's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic match. This was a, this was an amazing match. This was not a dream match. A dream match is not just a really really good match. A dream match is that Hogan versus Flair back in the 90s. A dream match is, you know, Sting versus The Undertaker. Yeah, and the end of the '90s, early 2000s. You know, this is this is Hogan, uh, Hogan Andre for for that WrestleMania three dream match. You know, this was a really good match by two of the top in the industry. Mm-hmm. Not a dream match. Yeah, like I said, I get where Tony's coming from in the type of fan that Tony Khan is. Mm-hmm. But when you say that this is a dream match for wrestling fans, you are talking about people who watch WWE. You are talking about people who who only watch WWE and people who only watch AEW and maybe get a little bit of nugget here or there in the same thing for New Japan, for AAA, for CMLL. Vikingo is not on anybody's radar until Wednesday night. That type of fan. Yeah. Like, this would have been like calling uh, Kenny Bandito a dream match. Mm -hmm. Again, Bandito, awesome wrestler. Yeah. It's not a dream match. Hmm. Um, Now, that was 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 dynamite. This was an amazing match. Let's not take anything away from it. Oh, yeah. The match was phenomenal. Match match of the week, hands like, down. Like, I absolutely enjoyed every second of the match. Yeah. That said, not a dream match. <laughs> All right. So, talking about SmackDown, we start off the show with Cody Rhodes defeating uh, Ludwig Kaiser via pinfall after a pretty decent match. Uh, we had... Uh, Charlotte Flair cut a promo where she's rejecting the idea that her success is due to nepotism. Right. Um, sure. Sorry, uh, but no. Like you're you're good, Charlotte. You are. She's good. She's yeah. successful. She but, has 
she has grown out of Ric Flair's shadow. Yeah. But your success is because you're Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah. Pure and yeah. simple. Uh, we have Natalia and Shotzi defeating Xia Li and uh, uh, who was with Xia Li? Uh, Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans. Once again, you C- couldn't you C- couldn't think of it because she came out in camouflage. C- yeah, yeah. CBS Sports, CBS Sports fails us as our record as we have, according to CBS Sports, Natalia and Shotzi defeating Xia Li and Shotzi. Uh, nice. So Shotzi cloned herself, which. I'm all hey, for it. I'm all for it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, of course, Natalia and Shotzi get the win here. Then out comes Rhonda and Shayna, and they kind of have a verbal com- confrontation. They between... inserted themselves into the WrestleMania women's match. Yeah. Thing. Which we'll get to later. We're going to cover as as WrestleMania is next weekend. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead. We'll, we'll talk about our, our predictions. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus signing contracts. This leads to uh, Gunther defeating Butch after Butch jumped over a table to attack him. And Gunther almost threw the table into the crowd when he tossed it out of the ring. Uh, And then the Usos lay out Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Now, the big news coming out of SmackDown, Rey Mysterio was defeated by L.A. Knight. Yeah. This is a... This was all just a setup to get us to... Because Rey lost due to a distraction from Dominic. After the match... Dominic tried to get Ray once again to attack him. Ray declined, started walking away. Aaliyah, or, or yeah, Aaliyah and uh, Ray's, Ray's, Ray's wife, Angie. Angie. Angie and Aaliyah were at ringside for this. Dom gets in Angie's face, calls Aaliyah stupid. Or, yeah, Aaliyah like stood up against him and he called her stupid. Dom says that she's that Angie was a deadbeat mom. Because she allowed Ray to be a deadbeat dad. Mm-hmm. Angie takes the microphone, says Dominic, Dom, before Dominic rips the mic out of her hand. Mm-hmm. And then Ray comes over. Yo, Dominic shouts at her, shut up. Pretty much. Ray comes over and just one punch lays Dominic out. Dominic, and like, you can see Dominic just cowering away. I Dominic really like that acting. And like held his arms out like, what are you going to do? You've already said you won't hit me. And Ray just lays him out. Like, Ray does almost like a Superman, a jumping Superman yeah. punch. And, and uh, yeah, Dom is just, like, cowering away from Ray. I, I really like Dom's acting on that part. I did, too, because Ray shouts at him, uh, disrespecting me is fine, but you will not disrespect your mother. You want your match at Mania? You got it. So, yay, there we go. Yeah, so we've set up Ray versus Dom, and we'll we'll talk about that later. That's SmackDown. Uh, Rampage was on Saturday because the men's final, the the men's and women's uh, March Madness stuff is going on. So it had to be moved to a special date and time. We had Powerhouse Hobbs beating Penta uh, at the beginning. Uh, Ricky Starks cuts a promo about Juice Robinson. Juice comes out. They bicker back and forth, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Brody King fights Jake Hager, uh, where Brody King wins. So Brody King beats Hager, but he lost last week to uh, Garcia. Ty of Valkyrie beat Layla Gray, who is one of the baddies, in case you were, were wondering. Oh, Really? Uh, the acclaimed beat the kingdom, and that was uh, rampage. So, yay! There you go. So, I'm gonna go ahead and give my my special announcement now. Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for his special announcement, Jason Holder. So, we know you've all been begging for it. Uh. We're going to do 
a retro review. What? Uh, we don't. We're not going to tell you when it's going to launch, but keep your eyes on the feed because coming soon, you will see a retro review of WrestleMania One. Basically, the pay per view that started all pay per views. Although, except guess, it's not really a pay per view. Not for more on that. Right. Keep your eye on the channel. Yes. Our retro reviews are coming. Not only is it not a pay-per-view, it's not the first one that, to start, but it gets all the credit for it. So Yeah. Well, you know, WWE and their revisionist history. Exactly. More on that in that episode of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. See, all right. <laughs> see, that's more of a dream announcement, if right? you ask me. It, uh, it's my dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, where do we want to start? Um, I think the big thing is, is there's not really a whole lot that came out. Like this was all standard stuff. We, we've talked about everything with, with the Kenny versus Vikingo, which by the way, let's, let's, let's talk about what happened following that. Mm -hmm. So before that match, you start off the show and you have the Bucks taken to the hospital. They were being loaded in an ambulance. They were being loaded in an ambulance. Kenny wants to go. Don won't let Don Callis won't let him go. Hangman ends up going. Mm-hmm. Throughout the show, you see Kenny being like, I should I should go to the hospital. I should go to the hospital. My best friends. I should go to the hospital. And Don Callis talking him out of it. At the end of the match, you have um, who came down and attacked Kenny after the match? Uh, I do not remember. Who was it? It was uh, I don't remember who it was. Anyways, it's not important. You have Kenny getting attacked. And all of a sudden, you hear ambul- an ambulance alarm, you know, an ambulance siren coming down, and out pops Hangman with a board with nails sticking out of it. He comes down to the ring. Kenny, at this point, is laid out by whoever it was that attacked him, and I cannot, for the life of me, remember who it was. It was Blackpool. Oh, it was Blackpool. See, here's the thing. I like Blackpool. This made no sense. Or I I guess it made sense in what they're trying to do, but Blackpool attacks him. Hangman gets in the ring and runs Blackpool off because, you know, he has this board with nails sticking out of it. Don Callis grabs Hangman's hand. Hangman doesn't do anything to Don. Hangman's defending Kenny. Yeah. Don Callis. Don Callis is trying to pull Hangman back. Pulls an Eddie Guerrero. And Kenny immediately looks at Don and looks at Hangman and like, what what did you do? And just kind of waves his hand like he's just waving him off. Like, man, washing my hands of you. Mm -hmm. Because once again... Professional wrestling exists in this weird limbo realm where it both exists on TV and it does not exist on TV right. depending on the whims of your booker. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, we and we've talked about that multiple times. Like, what bothers me the most about those kind of situations, really, is, was it on Revolution, I think? Where... A match ended, and Aubrey comes out of the back and told the ref, no, that's not what happened. He did this. He did this. Yeah. It was the it was the tag match. Yeah. Uh, because Lethal and Jarrett won, and Aubrey came out and basically told the ref, no, this happened, and the ref restarted the match. 
And then later on in the night with the MJF Daniel Bryan thing, MJF clearly cheats. And there was nothing. But it was okay. Uh, the referee's decision was final there. Um, you know, you've seen many times the Eddie Guerrero stunt, right? Mm -hmm. Smack the chair, throw it at the opponent, lay down, and the referee turns around, sees it, and then calls for the bell because obviously you hit him with the chair. And then, like, the very next match, well, if the referee doesn't see it, he can't call it. Which I'm okay with that as a rule. I'm um, okay with if the ref doesn't see it, he can't call it. I'm, yeah, I'm okay with that. That should be a rule, right? Yeah. But, again, you talk about wrestling has this certain level of suspension of disbelief. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to, right? A pile driver would kill somebody. Yeah. Uh, you have to suspend that disbelief. You have to, you have to get into a world where, you know, you stole my car... Will settle who owns it in a street fight. Yeah, you know, instead of you stole my car, <laughs> hey police, come arrest the guy who stole my car. You know, I'm saying that your son is actually my son, right. and we're gonna settle his. We're gonna settle his custody. His with custody a with a Dominic on a pole match. Exactly right. So you, which should have been a Dominic. They should have hung Dominic on a pole. Right. And, <laughs> So, I mean, you, you have to suspend disbelief. You yeah. do. The problem I have is when you create a, when you create a world where there are rules, mm -hmm. the rules are completely arbitrary. Yeah. The rules are like points and whose line is it anyway? They don't matter because this, and I would even say like, if they would do it, we're okay. This one referee like, give the referees a quote-unquote character. Like, there's going to be the ref that just lets anything go because he just wants to see them fight. Yeah. Then there's going to be the referee that is absolutely not. It is strictly by the letter of the rules. You will do it this way or you will be disqualified. And, and those then, and those two refs hate each other, but for yeah. some reason are married. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then you have the dumb ref, like Rick Knox, who, yeah. You know, never catches anything and it just kind of wanders around in a daze. And then you have the smart ref who is always catching on to the, hey, I saw you pull those out of your trunks. Pull what? You know, mm -hmm. you could make those things work if you brought the ref into the story yeah. with it. Like, have the Eddie Guerrero spot. Personally, I think the Eddie Guerrero spot's funny. I pop every time it works. Yeah. You know. And it, it, it only works though, not when they not when they throw the match out. Yeah. But when they're like, Did you did you and they take right. the chair from him, it's a distraction it's that a distraction. causes right. the heel to win. But what you could do there is you could have that referee that no matter how many times he gets pulled on him, that idiot always falls for it. Yeah. But then uh, uh, and had, Eddie does it three or four times in a row with that one referee in his, you know, his his feud with Edge at the time. And then finally, Edge catches on. But the referee keeps missing it. So the next time they have the match, that ref's around there, and he's like, oh, no, absolutely not. Nope, no, 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 no. You get out of the ring. We're getting a different ref. And the different ref comes down, and this time Eddie pulls it, and the ref's like, I didn't see it, it didn't happen. And Edge is laughing, and Edge gets his win, you know. That, to me, that would be more interesting in the story yeah. as opposed to, well, maybe the ref caught it, maybe they didn't. Maybe that ref was high out of his gourd on meth. It, you know, whatever the case may be, it ruins that that story point. Yeah. If you ask, if you ask me. And, yeah. and I know I'm, I may be the minority there, but it ruins it. Yeah, it, it. We have all this set up to to bring us back to Kenny. Yeah, and because I agree with everything you said. Yeah, to bring us back to the the Kenny Hangman thing. All of this is set up. Don Callis this entire night. You can tell that he's trying to be the devil on Kenny's shoulder. He's trying to get Kenny to go back to being a heel. He's trying to get Kenny to go back to being the heel that he was as champion. Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is going to tie into being the elite. Because I'm being the elite, apparently, 
at the end of the show, it showed one of the Young Bucks typing in a conversation or somebody typing in a conversation of the Young Bucks, Hangman, and Kenny. Mm-hmm. And it showed Kenny leaving, leaving the, conversa- the conversation. Yeah. So, one, I guarantee you that it's going to come out that Don Callis had Kenny's phone. Probably. And left the conversation. Probably. I'm actually pretty intrigued by this as long as it doesn't end up with Kenny turning heel. I hope what this ends up with is Kenny starts to turn heel. Yeah. Because Don's in his ear and the Bucks and Hangman are now on the same side. They bring all of this to Kenny. Kenny realizes, oh, shit. I want I want Hangman to basically then, say, Kenny, you're you are being played for a fool. Yeah. And, and then maybe that's where Callus then exits. Yeah, that's that's where Callus needs to exit. Whether it's a clean exit where Kenny just kicks him out or he comes back with a, a, a Vikingo or you know, somebody that he's you, he's you start managing seeing him uh palling around with Blackpool. Or something Some, like that. I really don't. Like, I don't, I don't want, want that, to. I don't but, want that. But I, I think that that's how the storyline kind of goes. Maybe you see him pal around with Blackpool for a little while before they turn on him, because it'd be fun to watch him get you know a super kick party right. uh, one week and then a month later just get destroyed by right. Blackpool. That'd be fun. Yeah. I really I have nothing personal against Don. I have Callis. Personal against Don Callis. He's just but, he's that <laughs> he's a good heel. He is. He is that heel that you want to see. Get beat up. Yeah, the, the fact is, I only want to see him get beat up. Otherwise, I don't want him on my television. Yeah. Because I just don't like him at all. And it's not even like heel heat. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> no, you know what? No, I, I feel like with Don, like, I don't think Don Callis should have come back with Kenny. Like, when they came back, I, I don't think he should have been part of it. They're coming back more as a faces, and Don Callis most assuredly is a heel and will always be a heel. Um, so I don't think he should come back in unless they're going to do something where Callus and his actions are what really re-solidify the elite and okay. they get rid of him. Then I'm okay with that. So while we're on AEW, let's talk about one chick magnet punk. So, CM Punk has uh, re-entered the lexicon Uh or or the zeitgeist of professional wrestling this week. Look at me using all these big words. I know, getting all fancy over there. (laughs) Um, So, he released, and I'm I'm looking for the actual... uh, the actual statement that he released and then immediately deleted because it's, it's very much inflammatory. Very. Yeah. It was deleted very quickly. Uh, Let me see. See if I can find it real quick. If not, we'll just uh, summarize it some, but um, okay. So CM Punk comes out, he puts this, this Instagram story out there. And he talks about when he came back facing Moxley for the title. He lost the first match, and then a couple weeks later had the the real match. So, Yeah, he basically got squashed on that first match. Yeah. Sigh, in all caps. I wasn't clear to come back to wrestle yet. Then then plan was to wrestle at pay-per-view. I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky Three idea. I explained how I'd never seen a Rocky movie. Right. Uh, and I thought that the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. Apparently, Mox said he would never lose to Punk, which I find I find very uh I I, I suspect. yeah that's 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 very suspect. Uh, I'd never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. I just laughed. I asked Tony if this is what he wanted. He said yes. He's the boss. I said okay, but I needed to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important. 
I agree with that statement. Yeah. If he was not cleared, which I am taking with a grain of salt here. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't believe CM Punk anymore. I don't either. Uh, but if he was not cleared, then 100% good on CM Punk for yeah. defending himself and saying, no, I'm not going to wrestle. I, I would uh, I would go that far, except he did wrestle. Yeah. So That match happened. If, if now, apparently, cleared, then no, absolutely not. I will not get in the ring if I'm not cleared. I don't care yeah. what your ideas are. I don't care what your booking is. Figure it out. I'm not getting in the ring. Yeah. Period. So... Apparently, he agreed to everything in the room, left, and sent a a letter saying that he wasn't going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Which, really? Yeah. Sure. It, which, okay, maybe maybe it's one of those situations where you're not being heard. Mm-hmm. It could be. But, once again, this is CM Punk, and I don't buy anything that he's saying. Nothing. Uh, then he goes on, Dave Meltzer is a liar, Chris Jericho is a liar and a stooge. And yeah, so pretty much that that's most of what he wrote. Mm-hmm. There was talk about him coming back. Yep. And it kind of picked up because we're we're reaching that point where he should be getting healthy from his injury. Yep. So is CM Punk going to come back? Maybe, like, maybe not. Without all this, with how tight-lipped AEW has been about everything, because there's been discussions on, was Punk bought out? Is he going to run just run out his contract at home? Yes, he's hurt, but, you know, he should be getting closer and closer to being back in, in shape, you know. Mm-hmm. Start rumors beginning about their, what's their summer uh, pay-per-view? Is that all in or all Well, they have, they have double or nothing in May. So and then they have uh, double or nothing all out in in the over the summer sometime August. Uh, you know the discussions had started bubbling that CM Punk comes back at double or nothing, which no doubt about it. Even after all of this, CM Punk is still a draw for the average wrestling fan. Sure, and the thing is, you know, if as much as we would hate it, if MJF defeats, you know, he starts doing for the next month and a half or so, he does the the runs through the pillars. He beats Darby. He beats uh, Sammy. Double or nothing is him versus Jungle Boy. He beats Jungle Boy, and as soon as he wins, Cult of Personality hits. While we would sit here and go, ugh. I mean, you know, I, I would have been saying, uh, well before then, but yeah, well, yeah, but <laughs> you know, the crowd at wherever they are, they would, would pop, pop like crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I think with this, I think he's done. Uh, yeah, he's proven himself because on multiple occasions now that he cannot be trusted mm-hmm. because remember this, this whole situation is more than just the backstage fight yeah. between the elite and CM Punk. Mm-hmm. It's he this. was out bad mouthing the entire company yep. in the media scrum. Yep. And, and sure, Tony was sitting right there, but I don't, I think, I don't think Tony a expected it. Yeah. And B knew what to do. I mean, Tony should have shut the shit down. He should have. He should have. He should have just like reached across and been like, "Hey, this this is over," uh, and left. Right, but but, but I know, don't think he is, knew what to do. Like all of this, all of this is coming out. This petty, this petty stuff that's online. All that. It's honestly making me go back and kind of question his exit from WWE. Oh yeah, like we heard Punk's side of it, you know. The WWE never really put out a side. Mm-mm. They let Punk talk. They let him do his thing. It really kind of makes me go back and question, was it as bad as Punk said it was with how he left? I believe everything up until the FedEx from Triple H letting him go. Yeah. Because so. I, I believe that he stepped in 
to a meeting with Triple H and Vince that there was an argument in the meeting and that he sure. walked out. I 100% believe, 100% believe all that. of that. Uh, I've never gone back and paid close enough attention to the Royal Rumble match that he said he had the staff infection to see if I could see any evidence of it. Now, I remember, and this is all like memory stuff. Like, I haven't looked this up, but I remember him saying it was like under his waistband. So, would you even be able to see it or not? Maybe that's a rumble that we do on a retro review. Maybe. Oh. Ah. Ah. So, yeah. But, yeah, it, it is what it is. He has eroded my confidence in his ability to tell the truth. Yeah. You know, I was thinking, maybe we don't call it retro reviews, because I think Brian Zane calls it that. Uh, why don't we call it uh, cask-aged wrestling? I, I like it. So. This is what you hear, you guys. You tune into Whiskey and Wrestling, you're going to hear us discuss our show notes yep. and, and titles for our upcoming series. Um, stay tuned. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's a sneak peek for all y'all. Uh, is, is there anything else this week that we need to talk about? Not too much. We finally got the... Um, other than what we've been building to, we finally got the how Dominic and Ray get into their fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked to me, I was, I was really looking at it as it was going to be something at the hall of fame. I but I see, know, I know they, they tend to, that the hall of fame isn't kayfabe. It isn't in the wrestling world. I could have seen them doing something like that though. I like this setup better. Um, you know, it would have, it would have been something if that would have been the, the thing that called it for the simple fact that then Dominic would have had the point of, you didn't fight me until I, you know, messed up your wrestling thing, which just proves Dominic's point. Um, that would have been okay, but I like this too. Yeah. You know, the, the how dare you disrespect your mother? Because I think we can all really kind of kind of follow along with that one. If you disrespected mom, dad was probably going to kick your ass. Uh, I've uh, raised my voice to my mother twice in my life. The first time I raised my voice, I walked outside. My father followed me outside, and it was a good 15 years before I raised my voice to my mother again. <laughs> and and both in that time, it was a raise my voice to both my mother and my father because they would not diving into family sure, stuff. Sure, sure. But, you know, like I was justified the second time. I was not justified the first time. I raised my voice to my dad a lot when we were growing <laughs> up, right? I never raised my voice to my mom. <laughs> I was so, I was a dumb teenager. I raised my voice. My father very quickly corrected corrected that. it. Yes. <laughs> um, hooray for be, living in the South, right? <laughs> so I, I kind of like that part. I like I, I think I like where they're going with maybe Sammy and KO winning the belts off of the Usos. I feel like by putting that match together, you then have Cody win the belts off of Roman, mm-hmm. and then you have a couple of weeks where you tell the dissolution of the bloodline, and then we can move on. I'd, I'd like to see them phase out the Universal Championship. Because, one, I think that that's just a dumb title for a championship. Personally, yeah. Uh, so instead or, of having instead of having Cody carry both belts, he just drops the Universal Championship. He carries the WWE Heavyweight Championship. I still stand by what you do there. Is you say if they really want to make it entertaining and something that's never really happened before, Cody comes out on Monday Night Raw. He's holding both. He holds up the WWE title. Talks about how this is the belt that his dad never won. You know, this is the belt that had eluded his family forever. It's finally his. And then he holds up the universal title and says something along the lines of, this was introduced after I was already gone from the company. I don't care about this belt at all. It has no history. It has no history. It has no meaning. And he calls out Pierce. And Pierce, you know, kind of gives him a little lip about that. But he just hands the belt over to Pierce and says, the people on SmackDown deserve a champion on SmackDown. Here you go. 
right? And then on SmackDown, Pierce announced it. You know, you, you open it off in, in a traditional 90s WWE program. Pierce is in his office, and every wrestler on the SmackDown roster is in his office. <laughs> like, even, you know what? Even though they won't compete, the women are in there too, yeah. <laughs> you know? And they're all yelling and screaming about, I should be champion, I deserve to be champion, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Pierce just finally says, you know what? It's March. Right, at this point, it's April. But March Madness just ended. Let's have a little bit of WWE madness. Everybody on the SmackDown roster will be put into a bracket. And over the next month, we will crown a new universal champion. And then, like, all the matches except the women's matches and some of the tag matches are round of 16, round of 32, you know. And you have I, that. I'm okay with all of I that, that except for cool. one thing. Except for one thing and all of that. What's that? Get rid of the universal title. Bring back, Bring back the, big gold the, belt. War, the big gold belt and the world heavyweight well, see, championship. That's the key, though, right? At the very end, you know, when you get down to, like, the final four, they announce that this won't be for the universal title. And they, they redo, they reintroduce the big gold belt. Yeah. And then, you know, you have raw over there saying, well, we don't want to have this stupid looking belt. <laughs> and they, and Cody, cause you know, Cody is the one that brought back the white strap intercontinental title. Yep. And that was a big thing. Cody walks out the following raw with the old WWE championship. Belt, the gold eagle, which, the which twin one? eagle, the twin eagle. <laughs> I was gonna say which one, because there's the been one, a couple over. There's the been years. a lot of them, but the twin eagle, the one that, yeah. the one from the '80s, the one that you know, that would have been the one that Dusty was going for, right? Yeah, he walks out with that belt. Um, and now we've got the now we've moved back to actual. Hey, those look like championship belts, not hey, those look like they're in the toy section. Yeah. Which is why they look the way they do. So WWE oh, is sure. trying to sell more toys. Uh, and I, I don't really fault them for that. Can't fault them for that, but I can fault them for the fact that they do look cheap. Uh, just saw this while we were talking. Vince McMahon has agreed to pay WWE $17.4 million to reimburse the company for the cost that have been incurred and paid by the company uh, in, res- in accord to his, his the investigation. Yes. Uh, and then there's even more in there that he will pay more, uh, that, but he gets to review how much, you know, because wow. sure pe- people investigating themselves always that find always themselves the right way. Uh, <laughs> but is there anything else that you want to talk about this week? We 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 joked really about Matt Hardy calling everybody entitled because, well, we're fans. We're entitled. Look if. I'm a fan of football, and I talk about how bad my team sucks sometimes. I'm a fan of baseball, and I talk about how, you know, if, if certain trades are like, what are they thinking? Why are they doing this? If you're a fan of something, I don't care what it is, sports, are you a fan of magic? Mm-hmm. Like Magic the Gathering, the card game? Those people bitch and complain all the time about cards. Are you a fan of Warhammer? You know, the last time, bitch the and last complain time all the time about those, you know, the last time I heard a company or a company representative complaining about fans did not end up so well for that company. Right. We're, we're talking about you wizard. Uh, well, well no, yeah. I'm just wizards well, of the coast. Yeah, wizards of the coast with, 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 with D and yeah, D. Uh, I mean, let's, let's also not forget the blizzard Activision. What do you guys not have cell phones, mm-hmm. uh, about Diablo immortal or even when Warcraft classic came out and it was the, you think you want that, but you really don't. Yeah. You know, sure. Tell us what we don't want. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, if you want to hear more about those kinds of things, Listen to our friends. <laughs> Give a listen to our friends over at Travelers on the Omnibus. They are a field trip through nerd and pop culture. They talk about everything nerdy that you could imagine. I think they've got a a, a game coming up, a, a tabletop RPG that they're going to demo for everybody. Yep. And talk about how to play it, how to create. They do top five lists. They do all sorts of different stuff that you guys are really going to enjoy. So 
After you're done listening to us, head on over to Travelers on the Omnibus and give them a listen. You can also give a listen to Jody, who's one of the Travelers. He does his own thing uh, called Fearology, where he talks about horror movies, his personal relationship with them. You know, goes into a little bit of a deep dive on some of them. He also puts up his own music that he does, because Jody's a musician. So he puts mm-hmm. up a lot of uh, music, stuff like that. He just released an album on his, his Spotify or uh, his uh, podcast yeah. uh, feed. So give all that a good listen. And if movies are your thing, check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They review movies and benchable TV shows. They've got a, a live stream that they do on YouTube, or you can check them out on any of your favorite podcast listening apps. So give them a listen and, and tune in. Give them a like. Send them a comment. Talk about movies with, with some guys that are, are major cinephiles. And, you know, you've listened to some stuff. Now, if you enjoyed any of that nerd talk that was there at the end of ours or you've listened to the Travelers and and like their stuff, come on down to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi. You can go in. They sell magic cards. They sell D&D and alternative options for tabletop role-playing. Sell miniatures games, board games, paints, uh, miniatures for said D&D games, dice. If it's nerd-related... You can probably get it in there, and if you can't, they can order it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, come on down, yeah. give it, give a play. There's always people over there talking about you know different things, playing games, looking for games to play. Uh, it's a very enjoyable atmosphere, family friendly. So, you know, come on down, rock out there. Yeah. And while you're here in town, head on over to Big Dog Liquor. It's where we get most of our liquor for the show. He's got a great selection of liquor in there. He's got a great selection of wine. If you like wine, he gives you discounts by the case. So select your favorite case of wine. Pick it up. Absolutely. He uh, stacks discounts. Are you military? Do you get a senior discount? Well, you can stack and get both of those discounts on Wednesdays. So go check him out. Tell him we sent you. Pick your pick yourself up in something nice to drink. Maybe it's a bottle of screwball and a bottle of uh, some, some bird dog chocolate and and you make yourself some Reese's shots and man send us your recipes tell us tell us what you did to improve because we just kind of threw something together but but tell us what you did to improve it yeah absolutely if there's something you want to hear see us drink or anything like that hit us on Facebook yep Um, hit us up on Facebook and and tell us what it is that you want to hear from us so I guess with all that we're going to go ahead and cut the show. Yeah. Uh, this weekend coming is WrestleMania, so next week we should have some information about that. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.